Hello everyone, welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Arvid Kahl and I talk about how you can start, run and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called SaaS, Self-Talk and Many Small Bets. Let's get started. I often find myself trapped in the stories that I tell myself. And this week I did some work on permanent link. I switched out the payment system of my SaaS and permanent link is supposed to help authors with their links and their books and payment obviously is important because it's a SaaS that's supposed to make some money. So it's a critical part of my business. And I expect that the actual coding part to be quite the high pressure activity, right? You want to, you want to get payment right because if I mess up the account management and payment logic, then paying customers would run into significant trouble. And I already have a couple of them. So I really didn't want to mess it up. And the more I thought about it, the more dangerous it felt. And I noticed that I hesitated to even look at the documentation for Paddle, the service I was going to integrate instead of Stripe, which I already had in my system. I wanted to switch it out. And maybe I can talk about why I did this um, after I tell this particular story. But at some level, I was building up internal pressure because it was such an important thing. And I started believing the story about how critical all of this was. And that was a story that I and only I told myself. I delayed this integration for weeks. I could have done this like three or four weeks ago because I already had the idea at that point to switch it out and had made all the necessary um, changes and signups and these kind of things. But I just went to do other things. I built other features for Permanent Link that were less critical and by far not as important. And I would call this productive procrastination. And it's a it's a win and a loss at the same time. But finally, last week, I decided that enough is enough. And I think I was triggered by a transaction notification from Stripe that just landed on my phone. And all the reasons why I wanted to migrate came back to my mind. I wanted to move to Paddle because I expect to have a global audience with this business because there's authors in every single country. And my previous experience with Feedback Panda told me that sales tax and VAT and HST and all these complicated taxes are really not fun to implement for a Stripe-based product. You have to do a lot of research and a lot of maintenance on this unless you use a service that you also then need to integrate with Stripe. So now you have two dependencies. And as much as that is a perfectly viable way, I didn't want that. I've seen a lot of SaaS solopreneurs being very happy with Paddle So I decided to use that. I talked to a couple of founders in my circle of founder friends and um, who used Paddle. And they told me how easy it was to implement for them, what the kind of little problems were along the way, how they solved them. So it was all something that I really was confident in doing. So now it was really just time to get it up and running. And I scheduled one day to build it. I put it in my calendar and I read the documentation over the weekend before it was a Monday. And I made some notes. Um, in a Notion document and structured all the things I needed to do, made made sure I didn't forget parts, right, to really prepare for the whole thing. And I organized all the domain approvals and whatever I needed so I could build and deploy this in one swoop in one day. And I woke up early on that day, even set an alarm, which I don't usually do, um, and I focused on writing clean code that replaced the Stripe logic bit by bit. And the whole process really took me maybe three hours, three and a half, and I ended up with an easily testable and working and quite snappy payment integration. And that was done. And it was it was awesome. I, like It was by far not as complicated as I thought. Now, I all I needed was to actually deploy it. And all of a sudden, I had this feeling of gloom 
that just overcame me, this foreboding kind of feeling. And I know that deployment is a critical thing because I've done it a couple times in the past. Like obviously I deployed uh, Feedback Panda all the time, like once every day for a couple of years. And it's critical, especially if you have paying customers that expect the service to be permanently available. I mean, obviously, permanent link is supposed to be permanently available because that's the whole point of the product. But even more, if you have paying customers who use it for their production systems or products, like in my case, people actually have books where people click links all the time, you want it to be available. And again, this internal narrative took over in my mind. What if the application breaks? What if I mess this up? What will my customers think? And I know this is not helpful, but it was still subtly driving up my pulse and my anxiety. So I deployed the feature, the whole payment integration to my staging system, which I have set up on Heroku in a, in a pipeline, and it worked well there. So, all right, now I just really need to promote it, the build to production, and everything would be done, right? So the moment I promoted the staging build to production, the error messages started coming in. And I obviously I freaked out a little bit, uh, a little, little bit of panic there, because I had forgotten that the system that I had built to make sure that database migrations would run, that actually ran during the build stage. And it didn't run during this promotion from one stage to another. So now my production database was different from what the server expected, because during the build stage for the staging environment, I had successfully migrated my staging database, but not my production database. And I panicked. I, what I told myself was happening. It was breaking. And thankfully, though, I was prepared for this. I had quickly reverted to an older build. I already knew the command for that. Heroku was making this very easy with a single, a single CLI command. And then I triggered a new build right on production, on the production servers that just would build and run the migration that my deployment pipeline had skipped. So a few minutes later, the migration was completed and permanent link was now powered by Paddle. I breathed a very large sigh of relief at that point. And then I took some time to think about what had just happened. I had self-talked myself into a mild state of panic because I was afraid of disappointing my customers. And these are three early adopter customers right now with the product. These are people who know that this is a new product with some hiccups. And these are wonderful people who took a chance on me, telling me very clearly from the beginning that they know that Permanent Link, the platform itself, isn't finished yet. So why then had I talked myself into such a panic? I'm surrounded only by positive people, and still I felt anxious about breaking the product. I think in, in, in my own case, this dates back to back when I ran Feedback Panda, where I was responsible for more than 5,000 customers. And every deployment would affect all of them. And if something broke, then all the customer service messages would flood in. But here, with Permanentlink, it was really just three people. Two of them weren't even awake yet when I did this. But the amount of anxiety that I felt was roughly the same. I could, like, if I remember, it was kind of just the same. Doesn't matter if it's three or 5,000, I still felt equally anxious. And I think as founders, we have this unrealistically high expectation of what other people expect of us. I know this is a bit meta, but the idea is that in our minds, we make up this story about what other people think, and then we project it onto us. We consider that they need our services more than anything else in the world, that we are at the center of their attention at all times. And if we don't provide a perfect service, then we quickly imagine how they think that we are failures as business owners and founders and 
product people. Like we just consider too much attention on our product. And I am actively training myself not to jump into these thoughts immediately anymore. It's hard. Self-talk is inherently self-amplifying, right? When we talk to ourselves in our minds, the narrative, that just amplifies itself because we like resonate with it because it's the only thing that's happening in our minds. And the more we think about not doing something, the more it gains strength as well and grows its presence in our minds. So the antidote here really is just calm reflection and relaxation. I would even say meditation because it's just emptying your mind of all thought, the good and the bad. And... Um, I think there's another exercise in here that I sometimes do that helps me with this. Um, it's what Tim Ferriss calls fear setting, the considering what the worst case would be while you're not in the middle of an emergency, but in a better, more positive, neutral even state of mind. And once I had all of this done, once I had the deployment finished and uh, the service was running fine, uh, I did that for a second. And I understood another thing. I understood that PermanentLink is... The project that I really want to succeed, of course, but it might fail. And if it fails, I still have a lot of other options to fall back onto. I have my books. I have other SaaS projects that I'm involved with. I have my consulting. I have the mentoring and the teaching work that I do. There are a lot of avenues that I can still be successful in, even if one thing shouldn't work out. And I know that this is coming from a post-economic state of mind having sold a SaaS back in 2019 and having since sold a lot of books, I know that I'm very privileged when it comes to this and I appreciate that and I and I know this, I'm aware of that. But that's not really the point. It doesn't have to be a big exit that enables you to do these little projects, the multiple foundational projects that all kind of support each other and are pillars, diversified pillars to your income strategy, I think it's it's not about reaching financial security and then doing this. It's about the structures and patterns that we can put in place to get there that help us achieving this. And I've seen many founders successfully diversify their income streams. Most of them are just really consultants on the side and they or or they do stuff like affiliate marketing or, or you know like little revenue streams on the side. Some people take freelance gigs every couple months to sustain their entrepreneurial efforts. Uh, they spread their risk, which allows them to feel less pressure with any one activity. And to me, the point is that permanent link is not the only iron I have in the fire. It's one of many small bats that I have. And the total po possible downside of permanent link, failing at some point, right? The, the possible downside of that is capped at the scope of that project. Like if permanent link fails, it's only permanent link that fails. That won't affect my Twitter presence. That won't affect my book sales. It just won't affect the others. So it's nice to have these little silos that they might help each other. Obviously, on the permanent link landing page, I talk about my book and how it uses this project so people might actually click on my book and, and purchase that. And in my book, I link to permanent link because that's the project I use for the link. So people might actually go to that link. And, you know, like these are the flywheel effect kind of amplifiers for each other. But if one fails, the other is unaffected. And keeping the safety net in the back of your mind will drastically impact the stress levels that you'll experience when things aren't working. I know that for myself. And in, in this reflection mode, I figured that out. So anxiety doesn't need to appear. It doesn't need to be a thing in your life. Like uh, It's not the default and it doesn't have to be. There are many people that try to normalize this, kind of the state of perpetual chaos in the startup world, in the entrepreneurial world. There's this phrase called, there's always a fire. And 
people use that to perpetuate the narrative that feeling stressed at all times is fine and that it's worth it. I don't believe that because it's a story that we tell ourselves and each other and it's not truth. It's not fine. And it's definitely not worth it to spend every day running around in headless chicken mode and trying to douse the fires that you let spring up right next to you because it's fine that there's always a fire, right? This perpetuates the idea that it's fine to run into trouble at all times and not build systems to make this a more manageable feat. Um, I think you need a calm and sustainable approach to business every single day, and that should be your default. And this will create a long-term value situation and not panic fretting over the stories that we tell ourselves at any opportunity. So the idea is to have your default state to be joyful, peaceful, and calm, and not to consider every moment a moment of a potential emergency. And I know that all businesses will run into issues and hiccups every now and then, and I think that's fine. Like There are things that happen when you try to build something that has never been built before, but we can choose what state of mind we want to be in when we tackle those particular challenges. And I try to choose calmness and reflection. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Avidkal, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Soul, at zerotosoul.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. It'll help other founders and founders to be find the podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their own bootstrap businesses. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.